Welcome to the Marvel Universe. This is the Countdown to Infinity. Hello everybody, welcome to Almost Nerdy. I am Shalom. And I'm Courtney. We're the Happy Hipsters. And on this episode, we are discussing Black Panther. Okay, so you might be wondering why we are doing Black Panther again. (laughs) Well, the fact of the matter is that Black Panther was our very first podcast that we ever did. Ever. Ever. And although I still am very proud of that podcast because I think when you make something for the first time as a creative, like (laughs) that's your baby and you Mm -hmm. love it, but you also are like a little bit like disappointed in it because you just get better at your craft. Yes, there are always things that you need to improve. I think when you do it the first time, the list is much longer. Yes. (laughs) So although I do think it's a really good episode and we are not going to touch on everything we did in the first episode, Mm -hmm. it's a short one. Now our episodes pretty much are between i would say like 45 minutes to like an hour because we thought people did not want to hear our voices yes that's true and it turned out you know some people do and they were like it's too short so we extended it so we're making it longer (laughs) so anyway in the very first podcast we talked about if black panther did africa justice Mm. so we're not going to touch on that this time but if you would like to hear that you can go back to the first one again it's a short episode it's only like 20 minutes so But we have definitely grown as podcasters and the way that we do things is different now. The way that we discuss movies and Mm. I feel like we've really hit our stride with how we enjoy discussing movies now. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're doing Black Panther again. Yes. So also we didn't have two sentence summary back then. So we will be doing two sentence summary. We're going to skip the nerd scale Mm -hmm. because we already did that. And in case you were wondering, it's a 10. We both give this movie a 10. (laughs) We don't need to do the nerd scale again. Mm -hmm. And we've got a bunch of different topics that we want to talk about this time. Mm. I think the question that I really want to ask Shalom, and we're going to lean into Shalom, I feel like, a lot this episode. Yeah. Just because he is African. Zimbabwean. (laughs) 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 So... Something that I found really striking in this movie is just the way that T'Challa and Killmonger are very different based Mm. on where they grew up. And Shalom has had, you know, he grew up in Zimbabwe and he's been in the States. and five five years? Yeah, about five years. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of got an experience of both Mm. what that feels like. So I feel like he can kind of pull us through like what is in T'Challa's mind versus what's in Killmonger's mind. We definitely want to talk about the female leads in Black Panther because Mm. hashtag feminism. (laughs) Hashtag. And they're amazing. And I just think there's a lot going on in the ancestral plane that is very interesting and it's just a cool like story point. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Probably a few other things thrown in there because we always get sidetracked. (laughs) But that's where we're going to start. Do you want to start with two sentence summary? Let's do it. Okay. So, guys, the name of the game, two sentence summary. It's pretty easy, self explanatory. We have two sentences to summarize this movie. Mm. You will get to vote on our Instagram story. We are the underscore happy underscore hipsters. Follow us on Instagram. We live there. We're always posting memes, we're always posting photos. Mm. We just love interacting with people there. Yeah, we do. We do. So, on Saturdays, you can vote for which of these sentence, two sentence summaries you think is better. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, so T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, is now the king of Wakanda after his father dies. 
but Killmonger comes to take over, avenge his father, and lead a revolution. Wow. That's a good one. Thanks. I'm a little nervous. I don't feel like mine's very good this week. Ever since my Spider-Man one, I feel like everything... <laughs> I feel like I peaked at Spider-Man. The one last week was really good. I thought that one was... It was really good. Uh, just because I said the word anus. <laughs> <laughs> that was anus. Okay, <laughs> on. Here's my two-sentence summary. In the wake of his father's death, T'Challa is faced with a dark secret as he ascends to the throne. He seeks to correct the past and walk his country into the future with a new outlook. Mm. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <Da-da>! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as I said before, you can vote on Saturdays. We post it on our Instagram story. Yeah. And take the voting seriously, people, because that person who loses has to do the dishes and laundry for a full week. Wow. And I hate doing dishes and laundry. I love it. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> he actually likes doing it. I end up it. doing it anyways. <laughs> yeah, he does it anyway. So it doesn't really matter who you vote for. But I wanted to show you that it's important and your vote counts. <laughs> it counts. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So one of the things that I found most striking about this movie and something that maybe I had a little bit of insight into already Mm. um, since I'm married to an African (laughs) is when the whole race conversation really like came to a head I would say like was that two years ago now Mm. or three yeah yeah I remember Shalom saying to me like I don't understand how you can like not be proud of being black like as an African, you were like, I just don't understand how like you can't be proud of that. And mm. I feel like I see that in T'Challa a lot. It's mm. like he is so like proud to be Wakandan. And mm. then you have Killmonger on the mm. other hand, who is like, look at all these issues. Like, where were you? Where were you? Mm. I just I find that dynamic really interesting. Like, mm. do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with just the the experience of of the people as a whole right Mm. so in in the states black people did you know find freedom from slavery Mm -hmm. but you know there's constant oppression Mm -hmm. over and over again and i come from a place where we won our fight for for liberation as black people yes so we took the land back yes and so there's this pride that i think we naturally have that's like yeah, we, we fought this out. Like, the whole of Africa came together to fight it, and we, we fought and we won. And so the fact that that happened, I think, at least that's, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but I think that's probably kind of the pride behind that. And also, mm-hmm. I, st- I've, 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 I remember my history. Mm-hmm. Every black person has a history, but I know what my history is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I were told you are you know, Shauna, you know, part of this tribe, part of this, this is your totem, this is this. So there is this deep identity that I, I kind of always, like, didn't care because people would ask me, they'd be like, in Shauna, it's like, you know, which is like, what's your totem? And mine is the heart, right? And so it's like, I'm like, yeah, the heart, whatever, you know, I don't care. But coming here and realizing, wow, there are people that don't even know mm-hmm. where, ge- like, geographically they're from, mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to appreciate that more. And I think that has, that gives that pride that I have. Uh, but I, I just never really noticed it that much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the most, like, almost, like, heartbreaking stories for me was one of our friends, she did a, an ancestry test mm. to see where she is from. Yeah. And they could trace her back 
specifically to a plantation in the south, yeah. like her ancestors back there. And mm. then it was just like, but you're mostly from like somewhere in the middle of Africa. Yes. And like there, you don't have anything else more specific than that because mm. the records just aren't there. They're not. They're not. And it's just like, wow. Like when I think about it, I'm like, there's so much history that has just been like stolen. So much. Like so much identity mm. that has just been like stolen and stripped away. And yeah. I think, I think often, yeah. I think as a white American, it mm. can almost feel like mm. your personal morality is being mm. attacked. Like, mm. People say, like, just because you're white, like, you are mm. a bad person. Right. And that that's not what this race conversation is about. Mm-hmm. What it, it is about, though, is that my ancestors yeah. made decisions mm-hmm. in the U.S. Right. To keep a group oppressed based on skin color. Mm. And now we have to deal with those consequences of that. Mm. And we need to be able to recognize, like, okay, mm. there were decisions made before me that I didn't make. Mm-hmm. That people around me didn't make. Mm-hmm. But we are coming to a head of like, okay, this is an issue and we need we need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that, that that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it does me. speak a lot. Like, I mean, yeah, like last week I had a conversation with a guy from Ghana, born and raised. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, he lived in Canada for a bit and then now he's in the States. And he was talking about how another a black American came up to him and said, how are you like just so confident? around white people you're, mm. you're kind of like your head is held high you're like you're like i'll stick it to your face kind of thing <laughs> uh and he said yeah like there's that identity piece that's there when when that's missing you don't have that pride where you're like mm. we own what we have we mm-hmm. own yeah africa still is reeling from colonization yeah we're still dealing with that but there is that truth of hey we, we're in control mm-hmm. we're in control of yeah of the country when control choices like this lots of corruption and stuff but i think that we underestimate the value of identity the value of that ability to say i own my own destiny and i know who i am i know where i'm from but mm-hmm. it's so important so bringing back to the movie i'd say that you know shala is the child of wakanda he they love him he has that identity of this is where i'm from mm. but Kilmonga doesn't have that there's that concept of, you know, even at the beginning, Kilmonga is talking to his dad and he's like talking about Wakanda and he's talking about mm. that whole interaction. There's that element of we are not home. We're not yeah. there. We, the element of, well, we're not connected to them. Mm-hmm. And so even the, the, in the ancestral plane for Kilmonga where it's like, they will never welcome you. Yeah. They'll never accept you. Yeah. So this movie really made me aware of this reality of just the difference between Africans like black Africans who were born and raised in Africa and black Africans who whose descendants were slaves in America mm-hmm. and seeing that difference really like it was just so real for me so mm-hmm. real so real and so there I have so much to think about but this mm-hmm. movie started that thought process for me mm-hmm. and I mean, I remember when this movie came out, we would see, like, on Twitter, all the, like, videos of people coming out. Dancing. Like, and these are Americans, mm-hmm. like, coming out in, like, mm-hmm. traditional, like, African garb, yeah. like, dancing <laughs> yeah. and everything. Mm. I, th- I think I would say, I will say, too, that is that it, there's an ownership piece that's there. I think it, it, cre- it showed the similarities, you know, you know what I mean? I feel, it's like soccer, you know, so with soccer, people from different races 
come into one space and everyone is cheering and going crazy. Then you realize, flip, we're all people, right? Mm. I think that this movie had Africans celebrating, going like, flip, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You had like, you know, African Americans celebrating, going flip, that's awesome, dancing to the same culture, the same vibe, and realizing, wow, we have that shared identity that that that's always been there, but we just never noticed it. And I feel like this movie allowed each of us to like wow recognize and celebrate it and in celebrating it we became even more aware of flip my brother from from Campton is like is like wow he's he's from Africa too like wow mm. we share the same thing so it was great it was awesome I I 100% applaud this movie it did amazing things for you know black people everywhere mm-hmm. Yeah, and like in you talking about that, it just it reminded me a lot of this interview that we watched with Spike Lee, mm-hmm. and he was talking about movies that are about like minorities, specifically mm-hmm. African Americans, and he was like, when you have a story mm-hmm. that a white person mm-hmm. writes about African Americans, they will almost always talk about civil rights. They will almost always talk about like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know either a white person learning or like something like that from like a black person. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that is just, those stories are not the stories that black people want to tell. If you look at stories that they tell, Mm. it's very different than Mm. what you would think. Very. So it's like, you've got black Klansmen. That's a, that's an example. I think Mm. black Panther is a great example. And even Mm. if you look at the Asian American community, if you Mm. look at crazy rich agents like that, that movie is not, it's mm. not like, oh, like I'm Asian and this is how I fit into like American mm. culture. Like it's not about that at all. Yeah. So yeah. I think that a lot of times when the majority in America, mm. like the white majority mm. tries to tell stories, mm. we almost tell stories that make us feel better. Mm. That's true. And that's a very subtle form of racism mm. that I think mm. we haven't really noticed. Mm. And that mm. it's something that we need to be aware of. And when you are aware of it, you're yeah. like, wow, like that's actually yeah. like pretty crazy. But yeah, yeah I, would, I would think yeah. about that interview when I watched this movie because yeah. the story, I think, is different than mm. what we would expect it to be. Yeah. And I think the, uh, the other thing is, you know, with the Oscars, Black Klansmen lost to Green Book. Mm. And that showed a lot of it. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of that, like, the racism that's there and in terms of the system of racism mm-hmm. where people will pick a movie about, you know, the black man being saved, in a sense, by mm-hmm. the white man. Mm-hmm. Where the white man goes like, oh, yeah, like... I I see it now. I see it now. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll help you, you know. Or even the whole the, this argument between the east and the the east, north, whatever, south and the south, you know, is showing that oh wow, those guys in the, in the south are the racists. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. the good white people. Yeah, we're great. And so yeah. it's like that's your narrative, that's your story, but that's not our story. And I think a movie like like Black Panther, uh, Crazy Rich 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 Asians. They really go like, no, we, we're going to own the story now. Yeah. We're going to tell our story. Yeah. We, we want to talk. We want to share. You know, it's time for you to listen. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of like see what we're experiencing. I think to jump into the story a little bit deeper, one of the most striking things for me, and I think one of the driving forces of the, the story, was mm. the ancestral plane. Like you yeah. touched on it a little bit with Killmonger, but I think that there is a huge... Mm. difference Mm. in the way that T'Challa views T'Chaka 
in this movie. So the first time he goes into the ancestral plane, he is like, I just want to be like you, Dad. Like, I want to be like you. I don't know how mm. I'll ever live up to being like you. Yes. And he asks, how do you be a good king? And, mm. and his dad responds like, you are someone with a good heart, and it's going to be really hard for you mm. to be a good king. That's going to wow. be difficult for you. But then the, the second time around, T'Chaka talks about talks about how Killmonger is like the truth that he chose to omit like he Mm. chose that and T'Challa basically like calls them out on it you know he's like you let your fear of discovery keep you from doing what is right and now Mm. Killmonger is a monster that he needs to deal with Mm. even though he didn't create it Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting what what the dad says the first time it's like you have a good heart yeah in a sense he was kind of saying I don't yeah, and yeah, like it's it's interesting. It's inter- I, I'm interested also with the visuals mm-hmm. of how the first time it was kind of like a nighttime, yeah, beautiful sky. Yeah, uh, T'Challa was in white mm-hmm. dress, like all in white, and it was like oh, so beautiful, so kind of like dark, you know. Yeah, but it's in them beautiful, and so I thought I was like oh, that's cool, but at the end it's like s- the sun is up, you know, you can see all the, the other Black Panthers, so mm-hmm. to speak, or the kings, and to me, it kind of visualized like the first time where there's so much that's hidden, so much that's hidden, mm. where there is so much, so many secrets yeah. that were hidden. And then the second time, everything has been exposed now. Everything's yeah. out in the open. And I think that visual um, really spoke volumes to me where the dad was hiding a lot of things. He was keeping a lot of things from T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And now T'Challa has to deal with those mistakes. We talked about that. In the other movie, the, <laughs> yeah. like Ragnarok, where it's kind of the same deal. Yeah. By the way, you have a sister, and he probably want to kill you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's funny. I actually didn't realize like how similar these movies were until yeah. <laughs> we watched them back to back, and I was like, oh, they're actually like <laughs> yeah. have kind of a similar theme of mm. of just covering up the past. Mm. But I think that that is something that we're thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. as a society, I think we yeah. are looking at a lot of the things that we've done in the past. Mm. And things that we've just tried to cover up. Yeah. And now they're coming to light. Mm. I mean, you could look at this in many ways. Like mm-hmm. the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. I think, is a good example. Mm-hmm. I think the race conversation is a good example. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot going on where it's like yeah. we as Americans have tried to cover so many things up. Mm. And it's just coming to a head. Mm. It's coming to a mm. head. Because once one social movement starts rolling, mm-hmm. a lot of other social movements mm-hmm. happen as well. You saw that like during the civil rights movement, mm. you know where they were fighting for civil rights, that's also when a lot of women started getting rights as well because mm-hmm. it's like once one group starts going, it's like yeah. it, it empowers other yes. groups that yes. are oppressed to be yes. like, hey, us too. Mm-hmm. You know, us too. Mm-hmm. Like, we are also that. I think power was a really big theme in this movie. Mm. I think we saw a lot about power and that was that was a lot of what yeah. Killmonger was saying was like, yeah. you guys have power. And you're choosing to keep it to yourself. Like, what Mm. does that say about you as a group? Mm -hmm. And I think that is what comes out a lot in this ancestral plane Mm. is like, we have the power Mm. to help these people who are our kind. Mm -hmm. And it was also an identity thing. Like, Mm. what do you mean by like our kind? Mm. Mm -hmm. And and I think, I think um, the, the other thing as well with Killmonger is this is the moment, the chance that the writers had to really dig into the complexity of the villain mm-hmm. and to really talk about what's what's his psyche what's going on there yeah. because i think it was so important to show 
you know, kind of him as a child yes. to show his experiences, to show yeah. his, where the pain is coming from. It was so important for that to happen because he shows up, he's going like, hey, auntie, you know, it's like, <laughs> he's being very like, he's being annoying, you know, you're like, this guy's yeah. so annoying, so weird, right? And it's like, no, he has pain. There's so much pain that's there. And I think that that's that ancestral plane scene mm-hmm. really for him, like was our chance to really look into Killmonger and embrace just the complexity of who he is and what drives him because he's not trying to, he's not trying to just get weapons for the sake of just going and just for the sake of just, you yeah. know, like for fun, yeah. but he actually has a pain, a scar that he's trying yes. to, he's trying to console that by, you know, revenge, obviously. And, mm-hmm. and by saying, Hey, I want to liberate my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Who are who are suffering or getting, getting shot in the streets, and mm-hmm. and also he's carrying on his dad's legacy in a sense, in his own way. Yeah, you know, as twisted as it was. Yeah, mm. and I think you you really hit on something with you know Killmonger wants to liberate a group of people, and mm. you see that with Nakia too. Like she mm. can't be happy in Wakanda because mm. she sees so many people who need help. Mm. And you see that in the beginning of the movie where she's helping all these women, mm. you know, escape. It, it looks like probably sex trafficking or something is mm. going on in the beginning. Yeah. And T'Challa, so he comes back and he's talking to Wakabi and he's like, we can't help others. We have to protect mm. ourselves. Refugees bring their own problems. They We can't wage wars on other countries because mm. that's not our way. Like, we've mm. never done that. We've always been isolated. And that really comes down to power. Like, it really comes down to power and what you do with it. Mm-hmm. And I like at the very end when, when Black Panther is like, people who are afraid build walls. Mm. People who are brave build bridges Mm. in times of like yeah in times of need Mm. and i i found that really really inspiring because it's like well what do Mm. you do with your power what do you do yeah yeah so let's talk about like the awesome women in this movie Mm. oh my word first of all the thing that i love the most is that they have such a variety of characters like Mm. somehow we got to know a little bit of everybody yeah and Yeah, I love that Black Panther is just, like, surrounded by, like, these three powerful women. You've got Nakia, you've got Okoye, Mm. and you have Shuri. And the thing that I love even more is just how vastly, vastly different they are. Mm. So you've got Mm. Okoye, who is, like, the most powerful warrior. Yeah. And she is loyal to the throne. Yeah. She's not really loyal to people. She's loyal Mm. to the throne. Mm. And I find that very interesting because then you have Nakia, who is, like, very, like justice based Mm, like mm. she wants justice she wants Mm. to fight for people who who are oppressed and she's loyal to people Mm -hmm. and you can see that when killmonger takes over Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you have shuri who is just like wild card (laughs) she's all over the place but she's just she's so smart you Mm. know she's so incredibly intelligent and Mm. she's a scientist Mm. and i love that and Mm -hmm. she's funny Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important to show a variety of people. Mm. A, like on two different levels. You have yeah. like, A, you're showing a variety of women. Yeah. And B, you're showing you're showing an audience that mm. is majority white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're showing them that there is a variety of black people. Yeah. Which might sound silly. Yeah. Like that yeah. might sound silly, but it's like, yeah. that's what happens though. Mm-hmm. Is that like, 
mm-hmm. with minorities is like mm-hmm. someone will see one version of a person and then they just assume that everybody mm-hmm. is like that instead of it's not hard mm-hmm. it's not hard for white people to look at other white people and be like oh there's lots of different types of white people mm-hmm. but i think it can be difficult for them to see, see black, black people, people and be like oh wait all black people don't like rap music Right. <laughs> All it's, you know, and it's it again. That's the very subtle racism that you see. Things mm. like that are like that black person likes science. It's like, yes, they're all <laughs> right. different. Like they're all right. different. Yeah. So I I really like that a lot, and mm. it reminds me a lot of um we I was listening. I listened to a lot of interviews. <laughs> I was listening to an interview by the woman who wrote The Hate You Give. Mm. And she's writing another book, or she just finished another book. Mm. And it's the same neighborhood, mm. another story from another girl, another mm. girl perspective. Mm. And she is completely different than the first girl. Wow. wow. And her whole thing was, you can be from the same environment mm. and be completely different. And respond differently. And respond yeah. differently yeah. to the same circumstance. Yeah. And I think that that's what I saw in this movie that I really liked is that these women are all from the mm. same country mm. and they respond differently. And mm. even within the tribes, like even the tribes mm. respond differently within Wakanda. You've yeah. got the four that stuck together and then the yeah. Jabari, they decided yeah. to isolate themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing that like, you know, sometimes people have these stereotypes. Speaking of stereotypes, we just saw an ad today that was hilarious. <laughs> of, and I grew up watching this ad and I just for, completely forgot about it. But it's of this kid who's coming, who comes from school in a school bus, normal. You know, gets off the bus and, you know, goes onto like a farm, you know, you know, kind of not not weird. But then he looks up and his pet rhino <laughs> is running towards him. And it's an ad for shoes. And it's like, oh, oh my God, that's such a stereotype. But yeah. Because they're I, tough shoes. Was that tough shoes? That's why he has a but rhino. But it does perpetuate certain stereotypes. We're like, do you have a pet lion? A pet? You know, but I think I think that like people... <laughs> well, to, in, their de- in their defense, didn't Wakabi have a pet rhino? <laughs> So are we are we mad about that in this movie? Then? <laughs> or is it fantasy enough that it's not weird? I think it's fantasy enough that it's not weird. It's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's just the ad was like just weird. It's like but we grew up, we loved that ad. We were like, yeah, right now, right now. <laughs> but like I'm like I'm like, oh that was such a stereotype. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. But <laughs> like You know, I think people do box everyone into one space mm-hmm. and say, you know, Shuri is Definitely my favorite, mainly because of just she's so smart. She's and super sassy. smart and sassy and modern. There's like she, she's yes. more she's smart. Oh, her clothes. I, I think I think that's she represents a population in Africa that you know embrace the modern era. You know, like really well. You know, because you mm. have people who are were like technology, uh, but you have like a massive group of young people who are like wow technology is great we need more innovation we need more of mm. that and for me she represents that generation um that mm. that is like hey let's let's move forward let's let's invent things let's mm-hmm. achieve things and you see that mbaku is, is upset about that he's like you give your technology to a child yeah. you know and i think that it does there's that generational aspect that you see sometimes in Africa where the older generation is like, no, 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 no. you're a child. You, you should not be responsible for this. But it's like, you see that it's these young people who actually are really, really, really smart, really educated, who can really take, you know, the the, the continent further when it comes mm-hmm. to technology. So I get excited when I see um, that representation because it does, it does show that, you know, that youth 
And you know what that reminds me a lot of is uh, last time that you went to Zim, mm. you gave your you gave one of your friends or you brought over like a camera stabilizer because mm-hmm. he's like a photographer. Mm. And you're like, this will add to his business. Mm. And it's so funny because how many times have you seen like ads for like organizations that want to help Africans? And they're like, mm. we buy them a goat, mm. <laughs> you know, like we buy them a goat. And you're like, no, like mm. they need to shoot weddings mm. you know they need to shoot video at weddings they mm. need to yeah like they need equipment so they can have concerts they need mm. things like that like they need mm-hmm. modern technology yeah things yeah. that they can do mm-hmm. to make money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. giving mm. you a goat like mm. yes that's helpful mm. and I, i'm not trying yeah. to like undercut agriculture at all yeah because it is important it is important but yeah. the fact of the matter is if you can provide mm. services mm-hmm that's also mm. a form of income. Right. That's why relationship is so important. Get mm-hmm. to know each person in their context. Mm-hmm. So if you're just saying, oh, it's Africa, let's send one type of thing. Everyone, yeah. they will love it. Goats. They will appreciate it. But <laughs> it's like, no, like, I get to know each person. Get to know Swanson. Ron, I call him Swanson. But I get to know Ron, who's like, who loves photography. Yeah. You know, get to know another person who loves to do farming because I have friends who are my age who are farmers. Yeah. You know, and yeah, they and do they it, love it really, really well. I have a friend who sells flowers. He was, he's a flowers business. I send my yeah. mom flowers using his business. Yeah. And so it's, it's so important that like, hey, get to know mm-hmm. each African person in their context. So I love that these women represent all, the, all mm-hmm. that variety, you know, where you see that you can actually enjoy more of each person who's different from you mm-hmm. if you just get to know them just get to know them in yeah. their context accept them for who they are and relate with them according to 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 that not according to our stereotypes mm-hmm. okay i have a question that might be a little weird mm. i don't know I, I, I have two questions but i'm gonna start with this one do you think they were too harsh to agent ross <laughs> like that's just yeah i just want to know i just First of all, I just want to say one of my favorite, uh, favorite parts uh-huh. of the whole movie is when Okoye, they're, they had just caught Claw. Mm-hmm. They just caught him. And he's in the prison and Okoye is speaking to mm. T'Challa in only name. in the Wakandan language. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Ross is like, does she speak English? And she's like, when she wants to. <laughs> I just, I just love that because I think... And maybe I'm being radically here. I don't mm. know. But I just think as Americans, mm. we are not good about people who are bilingual. Like mm. we mm. only speak English. Mm-hmm. We only think in English. Mm. So therefore, like we are really intolerant of people who speak other languages. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're we're bad at understanding mm. other languages. In mm. that. And, and I've actually heard that being able to speak more than one language increases mm. your empathy. Mm. Like those people tend to be more empathetic. Yeah, it does because language speaks a lot to what's important to yes. a people. Mm-hmm. Because there are, are particular words that sometimes they express more than we might express it mm. that just show how, how important those things are. You know, and, Do and you I have think, a Shauna word like that? Yeah, like we have we have a a word, you know, called mutupo, like mm-hmm. or uno we'll say uno yerachi, mm-hmm. which is like what what's your totem? Totem, uh-huh. so to speak. Like your it's like a sacred identity I, I don't even know how to explain it in, in english so it's like you, you we don't even you you, you can't explain totems. it but so for me it's the heart right so yeah. i the heart so you, there are things like you can't really eat that you can't eat your you can't eat a heart of the, of anything any animal you don't eat that it's kind of like are the you cool tradition. with that 
Have you ever tried to eat a heart I don't of really, an animal? I don't really follow that. But you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like, oh, whatever. But those words is that cultural piece. Wait, have you piece. eaten the heart of an animal? The heart never. I, I don't remember. I don't. Do people eat that? Like, do people I think, eat hearts of animals? I think there are some like delicacies out there. So I could it, be so wrong. It is a delicacy, not like a, educate us, people. If anybody knows yeah. of in some culture where they eat the heart, I was just wondering yeah. if that's a, yeah. Like I remember you telling me a story about when you were little and like your mm. mom would ha- would take you out to the village mm. for like where your like grandparents were and all mm. of them and and you guys would like kill a cow mm-hmm. and you'd have to like mm. eat the whole cow. Right, 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 and you had to, yeah. So you had to. So actually, then you guys, right. because your totem is right. the heart, right? You would not use that. You would not use that. You would not use like you, like you. We would not eat that because it's in That's the tradition. Your... But I don't remember anyone eating it. I, I just don't. But I know that, like you know, we. Well, have... no, you can do a lot with a cow. Like yeah. you can do a lot yeah. with like the hooves and all of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The other thing as well is even that relationally. Like for example, with the terms murora and mukwasha. Mm-hmm. So for example, in law, so there's a definition of the when when so you you're a murora to my mom, mm-hmm. right? Because you're 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 my wife, and so for the wife, it's like murora to the in laws, and then for me, your mom would call me mukwasha. So it's like, but she wouldn't say so that. She, she wouldn't because <laughs> she's but American. Like, but, but you see, like, there's that, there's that, like, okay, there's the, these specific definitions for for certain relational pieces mm-hmm. of like there are other terms. It's crazy. It's crazy. I remember growing up, and my mom was like, "That's a murora. That's a mukwasha. That's a sekuru. That's a this. And that's a that." And you're like, "Oh my gosh, there's so many definitions." It took me a lot, a long time, to to actually like get that, but. Yeah. It just shows us the value of relationship, the value of those interactions, the mm-hmm. value of the extended family, yeah. the value of the tribe. Yeah. Because you, you, you always want to come back. So, so you have so many words that's that actually so interesting. that actually go like, no, 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 you're, you are connected to something. So for uh-huh. me, so I, I'm a karanga, right? So they, it's a type of shana. So there's sh- I'm shana, but I'm also karanga, which is a type of shana and we have our history we have our background we have things that we're proud of things that we're like what do you mean by type like that's we, we, part we, of your even ancestry our dialect is slightly different oh, you know when when you go karanga is like pure karanga someone who speaks proper karanga speaks like a certain way mm. they have a certain way that they speak it's, it's shana but there's a dialect that it has okay you know it's those things, those terms and those words that are there. And so understanding the language, the Shona language, allows you to, to actually get a view into some of those little like pieces. Like the culture. Yeah. So, so the same for, for me, learning English helped me to understand some of the things. Like, oh, that's important. That's important. That's uh-huh. important. So you get to see those things. When you actually learn a language, it's, it's not just, hey, I just want to know how to get from like from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, I think truly embracing a language is saying like, I want to actually understand mm-hmm. your culture, understand because so you're not it. just learning the language. Yeah, you're un- understanding the culture. So to get back to your question after that little Shana lesson, <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know how I feel about it. I'm, I'm a very diplomatic person, so to yeah. speak. So I, I would not say things that way, but I get why. So you wouldn't be like, don't scare me, colonizer. So yeah, so I'll say, yo, colonizer. Or I wouldn't go like, who, 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 who. Into his face. Oh my gosh. Uh, Like, that was crazy. Okay, but here's my thing. (laughs) I kind of appreciated when Mubaku was like, you don't speak here. Yeah. I actually really appreciated that because 
Yeah. Because no, no, yeah. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that because again, again, I'm I'm pulling this a little bit away from race, and I'm pulling in like being a woman, but. Like yesterday, for example, I was talking to a friend and mm. he was talking about like what it's like to be a parent and everything like that. Mm. And I'm like, you know, we don't have kids. And mm. I'm like, the idea of being pregnant mm. scares the crap out of me. Right. Like the idea of what happens to my body in order mm. to have a child mm-hmm. and how my body is going to be forever changed after that. Mm. Like that is very scary to me. And he mm. was like, he was like, oh, it's not that bad. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you have no opinion here. Mm. Like you... Because you physically mm. can't do what my body can do. Mm. Like, I, I just feel like you don't have an opinion. And it's mm. like, so I do. Do I think it was kind of rude? Yeah. But like, do I think at the same time that a lot of times white people will come in and be mm. like, be like, let me tell you how to fix mm. your situation. Yeah. I do think that happens. And mm-hmm. do I think Agent Ross had like good intentions? Yes, mm. I do. Mm-hmm. But good intentions aren't always good enough. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think that part, I think, I yeah, I get that. Shuri was she's sassy she's (laughs) super sassy super sassy but i think that i get the emotion i get the tension of that relationship and i think that it's important that agent ross i think gives white people like remember the the shonda rhymes rule i think he gives white people a view into the culture Mm. from the perspective of someone of, who doesn't know it. Or someone who doesn't mm-hmm. know it. Because they said, and, and understanding that, hey, there's certain, there's certain things you cannot say, like when he, the English thing. Yes. Where it's like, it's like, no, like, you don't, don't expect me to speak your language. Like, I'm not. Yeah, I don't owe you, you anything. You learn my language, right. Yeah. I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you anything. Right, so, so there's that element of Agent Ross being the, the eyes and the ears mm-hmm. for white people to to see and even understand certain things where there is an element of sovereignty that we have that you need to respect uh, like that's why i love mbaku because mbaku is like i'm not having this like he's like no you don't speak you don't speak like what did anyone ask a question no because not that you don't want to hear someone's opinion but i think that black people have experienced the imposition of mm. white people for so long yes. that it's like hey give me a second to figure myself out before you start to step into my business and mm-hmm. do stuff. Yeah. There's a balance between those things. Obviously, there's conversation, but I think that the emotion in its purity is justified. Mm-hmm. Mubaku is one character who I did not expect to love at the end of this movie. And yeah. I don't and I don't think they were expecting it either. Yeah. Because they like if you look at like the toys, like things that were put out, mm-hmm. there Mubaku was not one mm. of the characters that they had like prepared mm. to market. Mm. Like he was not a part of that mm-hmm. really. And mm-hmm. lately yeah. you've seen like a rise of that. Like they've started making more like Mubaku so like good. toys mm-hmm. and things like that. Like mm-hmm. even um Pop Funko, like they didn't have a Mubaku. We have one. We do. We have four. We have all Black Panther ones. Oh, yeah. It's great. But yeah, because like when he first comes out, like he's mm. so he's so scary, intimidating. It's like, yeah. you know, he's the one who is against Black Panther. So I wasn't expecting to like him. Mm. And then at the very end, he comes back and he's he's just awesome. Yeah, he was such a nice surprise. Such a nice surprise. And it, it shows how great the writing is. Mm-hmm. Great writing. Just when they turn you around on a character. The way they turn you around and you're like, oh, I love this guy. And I, I love the part where he's like, oh, are you done? <laughs> and I know I did it in the first podcast, but I will always do that. He does it a lot. Are you like done? just in general. <laughs> are you done? <laughs> yes. 
Love him. So good. Uh, so good. And so, okay, I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was really interesting. We, on our Instagram, we're friends with a lot of cosplayers. And we had one of our, mm. one of the people we follow posted a whole thing about how there has been recently with the increased diversity that you're starting to see in comics Mm -hmm. there has actually been a rise of blackface Mm. at comic-con and at like those types of events and Mm. just in general like you're seeing a lot more blackface i think i just like wanted to talk about that for a second because Mm. i think some people don't really know why blackface is offensive Mm -hmm. so the issue with blackface is that it's basically steeped in racism it reached mm. its peak in popularity mm. during the time of the united states when people were demanding civil rights mm. by recently emancipated slaves hmm. so they used it as a way to basically exaggerate features so they would like exaggerate their lips make their lips bigger they mm. would do things like that and they would do basically negative stereotypes so mm. they would portray black people in a way that was a mm. negative stereotype they would portray them as lazy ignorant superstitious hypersexual mm. even mm. criminal cowardly like they mm. would pull all these negative traits and yeah. they would say this is what this type of person is like yeah and that's why i also that's why going back to what i said earlier it's really important that they show such a variety of people mm. in wakanda so mm. even though we're focused yeah. on black panther we've seen a whole variety of people yeah. And yeah. how they react to different situations. Yeah. And it shows like, oh, no, like people aren't just cowardly or lazy or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they have all these good traits. Mm-hmm. And then like mm-hmm. they do make bad decisions, too. Yeah. Like yeah. It, even looking yeah. at Mubaku, like Mubaku yeah. at the beginning, he like he's isolated. Yeah. Even looking at Wakabi, like he yeah. pulls in Killmonger. He yeah. makes a bad decision based on like vengeance mm. that he wants. Yeah. But it's like. That isn't a portrayal of like they have flaws, but it's not saying all black people are that way. So that's why blackface is so bad. And I know I know that people want to portray Mm. characters well. Mm. I think that they want to be as accurate as possible. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is like skin is not a costume. It's not. It's not a costume. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said that really well. And people just need to realize it's not it's not a it's not a costume. It's not, it's reality. You know, it's, it's, it's my reality. It's a lot of black, like every black person's reality. And I think that people need to just respect that for whatever reason, good, bad, whatever. I think that it's one of those like, Hey, stay away from that one because skin color is not a costume. It's not, no matter what color it is, it is not a costume. Mm. So let's stick to superheroes. Let's do that. And let's see that. Let's keep that moving. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's fun, but let's not take it too far. And I think that it, you also need to recognize on the flip side, like, white face isn't a thing. You know what I mean? And it's not a thing because of the power mm. of it. It's person of color mm. cannot put, like, white on their skin. Mm. And it doesn't it doesn't disenfranchise an entire group of people. Mm. It's the opposite mm. if a white person does it mm. and they put on blackface. Like, mm. it's, it's different because of mm. the way that power is. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that can kind of sometimes be a conversation that is hard to grasp Mm. because there is like a lot of like Mm. weirdness about it. It's the same as like technically like a minority can't be racist Mm. of a majority because in order for it to be considered racism, the power needs to be in your court. Yeah. So you you 
can only be considered racist mm. if you have the power. Yeah, yeah, because you know to influence you, you it, you can have prejudice. Yes, you can have everybody that, has prejudice. But you, racism is a yeah, you're right. It's all about it's the, about power, the ability to dominate and and influence other person's life. So our favorite teacher, Joe, who we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so he works as a teacher in Philly, and his school, his classroom is majority black Mm. people of color and Mm. he actually brought up around halloween like Mm. how do you guys feel with black panther coming out like how do you feel about people wanting to dress up as black panther Mm. and most of the kids were like excited that people wanted to look like them obviously Mm. like blackface is not in the conversation right now just wearing the costume just wearing the costume yourself yeah and they were like yeah like that's like amazing that people want to look at us like Mm. us and then some some of the kids though were like Mm. No, like, you have so many characters. You have so many characters mm-hmm. you can be. Like, just right. give us these guys. Like, just give us mm-hmm. this group of people. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you mm-hmm. have any feelings about that? To be honest with you, I think I kind of have a reservation in terms of people using white people having, like, black a Black Panther costume. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had to search my feelings a little bit. I have the, the understanding where I'm like, okay, I can see where the conversation could go, mm-hmm. you know, reasons and so forth. And I, I kind of get it. I kind of get why other black people think, oh, it's cool. It's, it's great. Awesome. It's actually exciting. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I have a pit in my stomach that's just like, yeah, but like, this is our hero. It's not your mm-hmm. hero. You have so many heroes. And also... You know, you're in power, you're in control, you've been in charge this whole time, mm-hmm. and now we have this victory, this personality, this character, that's a big win for us. You want to own it as well? It sounds irrational, I know, but I think it makes sense. Mm. I think it's it's, it's, uh, it's a good argument when you look at look at the time we live in right mm-hmm. now. When you look yeah. at what's happening in the conversation, yeah. there will come a time when I think it will be like, great, oh, Black Panther, awesome. Yeah. Black yeah. Panther, awesome. But well, there's such reach, a... Generationally, right. we get past some things. Right, because we have just touched the tip of the iceberg when it comes to diversity. Yeah. So just as diversity shows up, and then everyone is like, yay, Black Panther costume, la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. To me, to be honest, like, in my view, I think... It's not right right mm. now. I think people need to wait. People need to celebrate. Celebrate with us. You know, you know, yeah. go like, yeah, awesome. Let's do more of this. Let's get more diversity. And on the flip side, mm. wait. Like they'll come in, I think they'll come in time. They'll come a generation of like toddlers who will just be like, I love Black Panther. I love this person. I love that person. And because of the diversity, then people can really like it can be more balanced, but right now it's it's not balanced at mm. all. Uh, Black Panther is just the beginning. See, I and maybe I don't have an opinion here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I when I think about it, I'm like, there's something in me that's like, if you're like ten and under, I don't care who you dress up as. Like dress up as whoever right. you want. Like <laughs> right. I don't know why. Like kids, like mm. you, and I think it's just like yeah. that that yeah. innocence I, of yeah. like children, where mm. it's like they want to be who they admire yeah. for Halloween. Like, you yeah. want to be who you admire. And yeah. so it's like, if they admire mm. Black Panther, like, mm. or if they admire, like, whoever from mm. the Black Panther movie, like, yeah. I think they should be that person. But it's like, I, I feel like when you get older and you, you know more about, like, social, yeah. like, construct and all of that, mm. then mm. it's like, just becomes more of a gray area where mm. it's like, should I dress up as that person? Mm. Yeah, like, you know, it's, I think it's cool if a white kid wants to play with a black panther you know costume or whatever you know i think it's cool because it actually shows that wow they're actually 
early on or they're actually starting to create a balance mm. you know because mm-hmm. we talk yeah, about how you're raised you're ra- like every white person is raised into racism yeah. every white person but when a baby when a child is starts to already go like to see what's going on mm-hmm. and to embrace someone who's different and a mm-hmm. different a different skin color than theirs yeah i think it starts to speak a lot to like hey i think change is on its way yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay are you ready to move on to themes okay we're gonna keep our themes short because i feel like the whole movie we basically i feel like we didn't even really talk about the movie but we talked about the movie yeah (laughs) then again it's i like that we had the freedom this time as opposed to last time because we already talked about what we liked and what we didn't mm. like last time. Mm-hmm. So I, we felt a lot more freedom to just kind of like yeah. let this conversation <laughs> be. Yeah. So the thing that struck me the most in this movie mm. is when Shuri is giving T'Challa his new suit. Mm. And T'Challa's like, but I like my old suit. And she's like, just because something works doesn't mean that it can't be improved on. Mm. And, and then she like makes fun of him. She's like, oh no, no, I'm getting shot at and I need to put my helmet on. Like, you know, she's, <laughs> she's making fun of him. And that just really struck me. Like, just because something works mm. doesn't mean that it can't be improved on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so often as humans, we can get stuck on something mm. just because it works. Mm. And I think that we naturally don't want to change and we don't want to improve. So we will actually hold ourselves back mm. in many mm. ways. Yeah. So I, I just think about this a lot in like terms of like technology and mm. like moving forward. And I've been talking to a lot of people about the Internet lately. Mm. And I feel like the Internet works right now. But mm. I think it can be improved on in many ways. Mm. And one of the things that I think could really be improved on is right now it's so consumer based Mm. instead of knowledge fact based Mm. and unfortunately like that is leading to a lot of misinformation like people are getting misinformation um a lot of sensational things are getting pushed on the internet instead of just true facts and i think that it is leading to people and and again like i think in the u.s we are very we love our freedom of speech. We love we it. We, we love it. And I'm not saying freedom of speech is wrong, mm. but what I'm saying is mm. freedom of speech also has to do with being correct mm. and not being alarmist. Right. Like you have the freedom of speech, but you don't have the the example is always you have freedom of speech, but you don't have the right to say fire to shout fire when there's no fire. Mm. So I think that sometimes we get so caught up in the idea of like, I can say whatever I want. I can put out there whatever I want Mm. that we forget (laughs) that like that doesn't mean that you can't be called out on being wrong. That doesn't mean that you can't get called out and get taken off the Internet, Mm -hmm. that your stuff won't get taken down if it's just straight up wrong Mm. or offensive Mm -hmm. or hurts a group of people or anything like that. Like recently Mm. I saw someone they were trying to post something on Facebook and it was like borderline white supremacist mm. <laughs> like mm. not fully but like it it was racist mm. mm-hmm. and <laughs> mm-hmm. and 
<laughs> they were like, I've tried to post this three times and it keeps getting taken down. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. That's not freedom of speech. It's like not. that doesn't fall under freedom of speech. If it is uh-huh. straight up holding and oppressing a group. Yeah. It's not freedom of speech. It's not. So again. Well, oh, it is, but you have to deal with the consequences. Yes, you get to deal with the consequence of it, mm. which is it gets taken down. Yeah. Because it's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think just like coming back. Is that like sometimes I think things can work and Mm. right now I think the internet works and I think that we see it as Mm. a way, as another just platform to connect with people and all that. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I think it can be improved on. It can be. And it's Well, not unfortunately, like excitingly, I think Mm -hmm. it can be improved on. And, And I heard a really great example, which was they were like, if you went to a library and you read about the Holocaust. Yeah. And you were like, oh, that was a great book. Yeah. I know so much about the Holocaust now. A librarian would not come up to you and be like, oh, you liked this on the Holocaust? Yeah. Here's a book on Nazi theology. Yeah. That's meant to like yeah. teach you how yeah. to like do that. It isn't in connection like, with YouTube. And yes, how they, on like, YouTube. Crazy videos. Yeah. They keep, if you watch like, you could watch something on the Holocaust and yeah. then the next video that plays is like telling you about like Nazi theology. Yeah. So it's like, you wouldn't get that wow. in a library wow. where it's like they pursue knowledge mm-hmm. or you wouldn't get that and in college where you're pursuing mm. concrete knowledge mm. and like extending your mind mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. When I think about the internet, that's something mm-hmm. that I think is like, it works, mm-hmm. but just because it works doesn't mean that it can be improved on. And mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of people who don't like the idea of the internet being moderated, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just think like, we need to think about the greater good, mm-hmm. like the greater good of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like with T'Challa, yeah. the greater good is you're not going to get shot in the head because you have to put your helmet on. Mm. You just have to think about your your helmet mm. going on and it it comes out of your necklace, mm. you know? Right. It's just the greater good right. of it. Yeah, like, I, I think that freedom of speech is a great thing. Mm. At the same time, you need to realize that when that rule was written in the Constitution, mm. it was like no one was in each other's faces. You know, Thomas they Jefferson. Even have cell phones. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson would send a letter and be like, oh, no, horse, no, horse, no, horse, horse. And then another person would be like, one, I hate what he said. Uh, Dear Thomas Jefferson, you're a jerk. And then he send it back on a horse, on a horse. And so it was kind of well, like but that. You would write out like full thought out arguments. Full thought out arguments. Because you didn't. Yeah. You, you couldn't afford to just write. Hey, you're a jerk. Right. And you know what I mean? Right. And now we're living in a time where everyone is in each other's faces. Mm-hmm. So groups like Twitter, like Facebook, like Instagram, they, mm-hmm. they, they are saying, hey, we want to bring people closer. Everyone is in their own space. Let's bring everyone closer. Let's mm-hmm. create an environment. Yeah. Right. Where we're close to each other. So you can't say like, hey, I have the freedom to be, say whatever I want and be a jerk. And then you'll be like, why is Jimmy not wanting to play with me anymore? It's like, <laughs> so it doesn't make sense. Because you so, troll them all the time. Because you check. So no one wants to hang out with you, you know? You know? And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's just my thoughts on that. Right. So, so my theme is identity. And, you know, when you look at the, the throne scene where Killmonger first shows up and they're kind of going like, you know, who's this guy? But they're not even saying, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And he keeps going, asking you who I am. And they're, they're refusing. They're saying, no. They're refusing. Like, like, no ways. No ways. And finally, one of the guys is like, who are you? And then he switches. He's like, I'm Tijaka, son of Jobu. Rah, rah, rah. You know, like, you know, the throne. Yada, yada, yada. And it gives them a claim to the throne in that mm-hmm. moment. Like, in that moment when I was watching it, I was like, 
wow i felt it i felt his emotion mm. i felt and i'll call it i felt the africa in him you know mm. just kind of burst out and the the pride and just the, the like this is who i am i felt it and it made me really think a lot about my american friends and kind of like the desire that they've expressed to know who they are mm-hmm. and before to be honest i i kind of belittled that mm. i kind of belittled it and then i was like i was like i was like why you, you don't need that like just live your life yeah. live your life you're you're mm. this person do your thing but as i was like engaged in conversations and then watching this movie i just grieved and i was like oh like oh my gosh like you know, seeing Kiyomonga come alive in that moment, mm-hmm. speak in the Wakandan language and just yeah. like show pride, like really made me like sympathize and empathize with with my African-American brothers and sisters and say, wow, like what a shame. Like it it was a robbery. It was yeah. a robbery that they, they had to lose all of that, that mm-hmm. that ability to identify themselves. Yeah. And... And so part of my part of my personal challenge is hey how can I help how can I help that like I'm mm. one person I'm one human being how can I help in in that help African Americans with either dealing with that mm-hmm. or I don't even know I'm not a again I'm not a psychologist I'm not a professional <laughs> I'm just shalom but I'm an artist so a musician and so I'm going like how can I use my music to mm. to help say hey we're together in this we are one people mm-hmm. so yeah, that's my theme. Yeah, I think identity was a was just like a huge mm. theme in this entire movie, and mm. and you see it in Killmonger. I think you see it mm. a lot in T'Challa as well. Yeah, where T'Challa is really trying to figure out like, does he actually want to be like his dad? Mm. You know, does mm. he actually want to be like his father mm. after finding out that yeah. his father <laughs> killed his uncle? Yeah. You know, and yeah. then left Eric, like mm. left him there. Just mm. left him. He could have had this cousin with him the whole his whole life. He could mm. have grown up with this cousin. Oh my word! Yeah. But instead, like that was all, that was robbed from his him as well. You know, right. that was also robbed from right. him. And yeah, I just think that there's a lot of identity in this movie, and you can see like choosing mm. who you are and what you want, what mm. you want to do with your life. Yeah. Right. So we're gonna round this awesome episode up. We we really enjoyed talking about about Black Panther. It's one of our favorite movies of all time. It comes up in conversation a lot. <laughs> like a lot. A lot. <laughs> we we had to stop ourselves a lot of times from Yes. Okay, I had to stop myself or Courtney had to stop me from just going off because I can spend the whole day talking about this. A lot has been <laughs> edited out at this point. <laughs> You're, <A> welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, so we are almost done with our countdown to infinity. Almost done. So yeah, next week is Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity. So we made it to Infinity. Yeah, but there are three more episodes after that because mm. we are going to do Ant Man and the Wasp, uh-huh. then we're doing Captain Marvel, uh-huh. and then Endgame. Yeah, guys, you have a week to watch Endgame. <laughs> you have a, a week. week. Yeah, because that yeah. Mo- that one is gonna be full spoilers. Mm-hmm. We spoil movies. We're going to spoil the heck out of it. Spoil it. Spoil it. (laughs) All right, cool. So thank you so much for joining us on this nerdy journey. We'll see you next Thursday. Game over.